Once again, happy Sabbath. A good day? A wonderful day. This is the day the Lord has made. So we should do what? Rejoice and be glad in it. Amen? Well, today we're going to talk about something. He said, call this one father, one family. And if ever since, well, ever since man was on the earth, ever since God created him, God has always had this one system of organization, this one system of order between himself and man and between man and man. He said, matter of fact, even before there was a man, God had the same system. He had the same order. And he loved this order, and it, 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 it's the order of heaven. So let's turn our Bibles to the book of Job. Because the system is called family. God always operates in family. That's what he does. That's what he's always told us. That's what he's always shared with us. And we're going to see that today so we could understand the importance of the family of God. And it, it, before man was created, go to the book of Job. I'm sorry, book of Job chapter 38. Before man was created, there was a family. There was a family in the spirit world. There was a family in the heavenly uh, heights. There was a family there. And so let's look at that proof. Uh, Job 38. In verse 5, Job chapter 38 and verse 5, it says, Who hath laid the measures thereof, if thou knowest? Now, he was talking to Job. He was telling Job how magnificent he really is and how he does things and how Job didn't know anything. <laughs> you know, the conversation we had with the Lord this morning. Uh, oh, who hath stretched, who stretched forth the line upon it? Whereupon are the foundations thereof fastened? Or who laid the cornerstone thereof? He also said in verse 7, When the morning stars sang together, and all the sons of God shouted for joy. This was before the creation of earth. The sons of God shouted for joy. So even in, in that realm, there's family. And this is what he brought to earth. When he created us, he said, I want you to be my family. I'm your father. I want you to be family. And when the creator was made, he said, when the creator made man, he made him part of his family. See, we always think of God. This God is the, the omnipresent, omnipotent, the, the all-powerful, the El Shaddai, the, 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 you know, the great Jehovah. We, we think of him that way, and we should. But he made us to be part of his family. He had a heavenly family. He said, I'm going to make a family on earth. I'm going to make a family out of mankind. They're going to be my family. And when you start thinking that way, you begin to appreciate God a little more. And you begin to understand what the relationship that he wants with us. He doesn't want us only to be the servant of the Most High God. He wants us to be family members. He wants us to be sons and daughters of God. See, he didn't make uh, uh, God... Let's go to Luke chapter 3. When he made man, he didn't make Adam a servant. He made him a son. Now that's important to know. Let's go to Luke, Luke chapter 3. And this is why we say he made Adam the son, a son. Now we know Christ is the only begotten son. He was a very unique son. He was the only one like that. <laughs> but he had sons. And he made Adam a son. And if you don't believe it, let's go to the book of Luke. Luke chapter 3. He clearly states something. And this is in, in the lineage chapter, we call it. 
It, it talked about who was who was who was father of who, father, son, son. And he got down here to verse 38 in Luke chapter 3, and it says, Which was the son of Enos, which was the son of Seth, which was the son of Adam, which was what? The son of God. Adam was made a son of God. Now I know y'all freaking out. Some people are. Relax. That's what the book says. He made him a son. Because that's how God operates. He operates in family. That's his principle. That's his MO. That's his operations. That's what he does. And he said, I made Adam my son. He didn't say, I made Adam my servant. He said, he was the son of God. Amen? That's why how heinous it was for what Adam did. That's why it was a big deal. Because he was a son of God. See, if you look throughout the Bible, God's people were always organized by family. Always. I mean, the lineage, as we know, you know, it was the tribe of, of, of Reuben, the tribe of Levi. You were known by the family. You were known by who was the head of the family, who was just, you know, you, you know this is the, the, and if you read Luke 3, you'll find out the whole walk down from Jesus to Adam was all about family. He identified the connections by family. Amen? See, the Lord has always wanted to be the father of all his creation. He was in the heavenly realm as well as the earthly realm. He wanted that loving, caring, sharing relationship with his creation. See, God is not a, a dictator. He's not trying to be an overbearing tyrant. He wants to be a father to you. Satan hates family. He hates it. And he'll do anything he can to break a family up because inside that correctly run family, you will see God. Amen? See, when, when, when man chose another father, <laughs> which he did, Adam chose another father. He, he, when he chose another father, he chose another leader. But it didn't change how God operates. That's what's so wonderful about God. God says, I'm going to do it this way. And it doesn't matter if we cooperate or not. It doesn't matter if Satan falls from heaven. It doesn't matter if, 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 the, if, the, if the serpent uh, uh, beguiles Eve. It doesn't matter. He says, I'm still operating that way. And nothing can get me off my course. And so nothing changed, even though Adam chose another father. He said, uh, God operates the same way. And so, you know, after sin, we had an episode in Genesis chapter 6, we talk about and how, 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 how a, a man had lost his mind again. And he caused the, the world to be flooded and to kill everything and kill everybody except Brother Noah. Brother Noah was a son of God. And so what, what, what happened, and all the people came from Noah. So they came out of a family, didn't they? Okay? And so guess what? One too much uh, longer, everybody spoke the same language and had the same mindset and, and it got to chapter 11 of, of Genesis and all of a sudden they lost their mind again. They said we're all on one and we're going to be our own thing. We're going to follow our own God. We're not going to follow the God who created us. We got another family and God says hold on. You're not going to change the way I do things. And so what did God do? He confounded the languages and they split up I believe into 70 nations and, 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 and they, were, they were all going over and serving another God. They all were trying to be sons of some other God. But then chapter 12 came, and there was a man named Abram that God called to be a son of God. 
Amen? God's still dealing in family. Now let's pick Abram's story up in, 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 in Genesis chapter 17. Genesis chapter 17. He chose Abram, but when he was ready, he changed his name because Abram now belonged to another family. So let's go, to, if we would, to Genesis chapter 17. And let's turn it, let's begin at verse 1. God doesn't change how he would operate in family. No matter what we do or what is done, he's still family man. And so in Genesis chapter 17, we'll read in verse 1. And when Abram was, near, was 90 years old and 9, so how old is that? 99. 99, all right. The Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the Almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect. And I will make my covenant between me and thee and will multiply thee exceedingly. And Abram fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be a, I'm sorry, and thou shalt be a father of many nations. So one of the things he was preparing Abraham for is family. He was going to be a what? A father. He didn't say king, did he? He didn't say judge. He said father. He said, my covenant was you. Let me establish this understanding with you, Abraham. I work in family. And so you're going to be a father of what? Many nations. He said, neither shall thy name any more be called Abram, but thy name shall be Abraham. For a what? A father of many nations have I made thee. God didn't get off the plan just because man got off the plan. God kept it up. God said, we're family here. And we're going to be family. And you know what? Through all the annals of eternity, we're going to be family because God is going to be our father. See, the family government was still the order of God no matter what happened. And, and God ordained this. He identified his people through that relationship. See, even though after Abraham, what happened after Abraham? We had Isaac, Jacob, the 12 tribes, went crazy. Right? She, keep choo we kept looking next door. Looking in their house, see what their family's doing. You ever had a, 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 a family in your neighborhood that seemed that they could do anything they wanted to do? Maybe you were that family. That explains a lot. <laughs> but there was always some people in the neighborhood that you wanted to go visit, that you wanted to go see. I want to go to their house. They had the, the, the newest game, or they had snacks, <laughs> or, or, or they had a you know, a uh, big backyard had football. You know, we like to go down the street with the person with the biggest yard, Nelson, because we play football. Mm. Y'all play street ball, didn't you? Because yeah. we used to play in the street when it had no yard. And you go down to the Cadillac and hook a left. <laughs> I've had so, I got scars all over me. Because it didn't matter, it was the street, you dive after the ball, you get the ball. But you always wanted to go somewhere because you thought that the person's family was a better family than yours. They might have been rich people. Ooh, y'all got a big house. We always kept, just like Israel, we always keep looking at someone else's family, forgetting that we belong to one. And the one that we belong to is greater and higher than any. But Israel kept making that same mistake. Exodus chapter 4. Because even after, they, they, they kept, kept going astray. So God says, 400 years you're going to be down here in Egypt. 
He told Abraham that. He said, they're going to lose your mind again because that's what they do. But they're still my family. And so that's something we have to understand. God didn't give up on his family. And so he identified Israel, even in their nutty state, while they were in, it, in, in Egypt, he called them something. Let's go to Exodus chapter 4. Verse 21 will begin. Exodus chapter 4 and verse 21. And the Lord said unto Moses, When thou goest to return into Egypt, see that thou do all those wonders before Pharaoh, which I have put in thine hand. But I will harden his heart, that he shall not do what? Let the people go. See, even Pharaoh was under the control of God. See, people say, oh, Pharaoh just was standing up. No, he wasn't. He was under the control of God. God said, I'm not going to let him let you go. If Pharaoh wanted to let them go, he couldn't. Why? Because the creator, your father, said, I'm going to harden his heart. But then this is why he how he identified Israel. Even in Israel's disobedient state, verse 22, And thou shalt say unto Pharaoh, Thus saith the Lord, Israel is my son, even my firstborn. Family. God never got off of that. Disobedient? Yes. But he's my firstborn. He's my son. Tell Pharaoh. And he was telling Pharaoh, and Pharaoh understood because Pharaoh dealt in supernatural things. And so he was talking to somebody who understood supernatural things. He said, this is my son. Him. When Christ came out of the water, what did God say? This is my son. All through the Bible, it's family. Every time you read about God, he's talking about family. And we have to understand what family we need to be belonging to. Amen? See, God, Israel was God's attempt to establish, or we should say reestablish, the original order of the family. Because Adam's job... And Eve's job was to be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth, is to spread the gospel to all the earth. I know y'all look at me like, isn't that the New Testament? No, not just the New Testament. They were to spread the image of God throughout the whole earth. And so now, a couple thousand years later, guess what Israel's job was? Same thing. Same thing. And so he said, okay, I'm going to set you, set, I'm going to choose you to do this. This is what I want done. This is what God is about. He's about order in the family. It was Israel that was, what he said, designed to reestablish the name of Jehovah in the world and to show the rest of the nations the way of the royal family. I want y'all to let that just sink in just a second. God's family is the royal family. We all right with that? Queen Elizabeth is their God's royal family. The Most High God has a Most High royal family. Antonio tries to, tries to, to reiterate that from time to time. It's a royal family of God. Why? Because he's king of the universe. Anything higher than that? Family, y'all. See, it would, he said... Israel was supposed to show the way of this family. It would be through walking in the order of the family. It's how Israel would show who the father was. Walking in the order of the family. Each family has an order. Well, used to. I don't know now. I think each family is disordered. 
But God always had an order, and we used to be raised with in an order. Was anybody was anybody raised in a house where there were rules? Rules. Did you always like those rules? Didn't like them, but they were there. And one thing that my father taught all his children was if you can't, you don't like these rules, there's the door. Because one thing was not going to change was the rules of the family. Now, when you wanted to act like a non-family member, you're going to have to do, do that in non-family territory. How many of us went to the non-family territory and lost our minds? Most people did. Now, if you had a real house, I mean, a real, you know, you had to get up at this time. You had to make your bed. Anybody make the bed every morning? You had to make your bed, okay? All your chores had to be done. Back down the south, they call them chores. Um, and and, and, and you, before you could turn the television on, you better have that work done. Amen? Before you wanted to go out with your friends, you better have all that done. You better not be nan dish in the sink. Amen? The garbage better be taken out. If it was your, if it was, it was Wednesday and that was the day you cut the yard, you're not going anywhere until that yard is cut. I used to love Brother Steve when it rained on Wednesday. <laughs> Can't cut the yard. <clears throat> One time, uh, it was looking like rain. His dad came home and quoted a scripture. Those who can, you know, who, 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 who look at the clouds, was it those who, who look at the clouds? It's something like those look at the clouds gonna starve or something like that. He said, "Don't let that fool you. Get out there and cut that grass." I was about twelve, you know, and uh, that's the one he made me pay for half of a yeah, maybe half of a lawnmower so I can cut the grass. I never I never figured that one out. Uh, but uh, I was hoping I was cutting the grass. I'm like, I hope it rains. Hope I get struck by lightning, make him feel bad. <laughs> Guess what? Got the yard cut. <laughs> Didn't rain. So, but there were rules. And there's, there are always rules in family. A good family, they have rules. They have godly rules. They have rules that make you a better person. They're called character building rules. And it's all right to have those. Those who didn't have to do those turned out to be adults who can't understand the rules. They grow up and, and sometimes they don't grow up unfortunately, because they don't understand order. The jail is full of people who didn't have the rules. The schools are full of people who didn't have the rules. Ask the teachers. They expect a teacher to spend eight hours a day with a child to reverse all that the parents did not do. They're asking a school system to function in a way it was never designed to. The school system is not designed for, to raise your children. When, it was, when, when school was real and family was real, they worked hand in hand. That's why the teacher could call the parent at night and say, your child was acting up. And they wouldn't have to hear, well, maybe it's you. Couldn't be a teacher today. But that's because the rules of the house are gone. The rules of the family are gone. Matter of fact, 
they are actually operating under the rules of another family. It's called chaos. Do what you want to do. Let the child lead the way. But this is not God's rules, are they? See, God would always, always have order in his family. And in the, 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 the great, call them character building assets instead of rules. Maybe we'll call it that. Because rules make everybody go, Ugh. But these are things, these are assets to you that help you become the good success you want to be. Now let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 4. Because unfortunately Israel did not realize that they were the royal family and all of the world would envy them if they would simply obey. But instead of we envying the world, the world would envy us. And this is the promise of God. Deuteronomy chapter 4. We all right in here this morning? Amen. Temperature okay? I don't want nobody nodding off now. That's, not a, that's, that's one of the family rules. We don't sleep in church. In Deuteronomy chapter 4 and verse 5, Behold, I have taught you statutes and judgments. These are the assets that God gives us. Even as the Lord my God commanded me that you should do so in the land whether you go to possess it. So not only do you have assets, character assets, you have territory because you're part of the family. You have an inheritance. See, when, when families run right, there's always an inheritance. Why? Because the children don't need to start from zero. They should be building upon generation after generation after generation. It's almost like compound interest. All the rich families started from somebody. They didn't come into the world with nothing. They, somebody had something, and somebody worked to make sure they had something so they could pass it on to their children, to their children. That's called family. Most people today barely can pay the rent. Most people today have to have a GoFundMe page to bury them. What happened? We left the royal family. Let's keep reading. Verse 6 says, Keep therefore and do them. For this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the nations, which shall hear all these statutes and say, Surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. They'll see all your rules and say, Man, somebody brilliant is working with them. But we look at it like, We can't do what y'all do. We can't have uh, Snickers bars before dinner. Oh, y'all had Snickers bars for dinner. You got to have, we look at people whose lives are being destroyed and we envy them because it looks like they're free. I grew up with a lot of people, a lot of different social economic status people. I, I mean, I remember going to this guy's house and he literally said this. We were both in fifth grade. We were sitting at the dinner table, and they were going to pray. And they let this fifth grader pray. Now, he's my age. He said, uh, good food, good meat, good God, let's eat. <laughs> and we start eating. <laughs> Parents sitting there, just, there you go. Even I, at fifth, at fifth grade, said, I don't know about that. 
I first thought there was going to be something flying across the table because I was ready for that one. Yeah. He about to get knocked out. But there was no rules. There was no guidance. I don't know what happened to him. But he was well on his way to destruction. And most of us envy people that way. Well, especially when we're younger. Wow, they can do what they want to do. They don't have to come home when the street lights come on. But God says, my royal family has asset character builders. We have statutes and judgments that make us better people, that make us be able to walk in a better way. And the world, if we would just walk in that better way, they would make these statements, says, who is this wise and understanding people? Verse 7 says, for what nation is, is there so great who hath God so nigh unto them as the Lord our God is in all things that we call upon him for? And what nation is there so great that have statutes and judgments so righteous as all this law which I set before you this day? See, the statutes, the judgments, and the law were simply the way of the royal family. That's just how we operate. Stop envying the oppressor and join the family. We don't want to be like the other families. Why? Why would you want to be like the other families when you are been invited by blood to come into the family? The royal family. Why would you want to be anything else? Because you don't believe it's royal and you don't believe it's worth it. We actually think the inferior is superior because we've been so inundated with the program of the inferior that we think that's what's happening. We honestly think, now, when I say we, understand, I'm talking to more than you all, but if the shoe fit, wear it. We honestly think that being able to go anywhere at any time in our marriage is okay. Like, like I just said, so so I'm, I'm just 8 o'clock at Tuesday night. Baby, I'm gone. I'll be back. That's not royal family activity. That's not your family activity. I know that. Get back and key don't work. <laughs> but royal families don't operate that way because we have judgments, we have statutes, we have regulations, we have rules because those things serve. Those things serve us as we serve others in the family. See, the Ten Commandments are simply that, assets, to let us know what the royal family walk, how we walk. Amen? It's the way of the royal family. It was how the family in heaven and earth first began. See, in heaven, remember, we, uh, it's just no anyway. <laughs> Stuff just don't happen. There's order. There's family order there. See, these were the directions from the Father that would always produce the great success that we're looking for. And as long as Israel obeyed and hung on to those assets, things went very well for them. As long as we hold on to those assets, things will go very well for us. As soon as we stop looking in the neighbor's window and envying the oppressor and began to live the life he asked us to live by the ways he asked us to live, and so we can be this royal family he asked us to be. Until that happens, we're going to struggle. But when it happens, we won't. Go to 1 Samuel. Israel couldn't get that. They couldn't stay with it. 
they kept looking next door. And they asked Samuel something. First Samuel. First Samuel chapter 8. First Samuel chapter 8. Boy, God really knew his people. When he established them, he knew them. When he was in the, wandering in the wilderness with them, he knew them. He knew Abraham. He knew, I mean, he knew Jacob and what Jacob would do. Jacob had more family issues. Why? He didn't follow the, the royal command. How many wives did Jacob have? He had, he had more than he was supposed to. And it caused him grief all his life. See, the royal family got rules. One man, one wife. Is that all right? I still don't know how a man can have more than one wife. I don't think we're that bright. We can't keep up one of them. But there's always rules for God. These are assets that he gives us. But Israel couldn't get that figured out because they kept looking in the neighbor's window. So let's go to, if we would, this is when they rejected the family. Uh, 1 Samuel chapter 8, they rejected the family. They re no, they rejected the father and they left the family. Uh, 1 Samuel chapter 8, we begin at verse 5. He said, 1 Samuel 8, 5, And said unto him, Behold, thou art old, they're talking to Samuel. These people are. Israel is talking to them. And thy sons walk not in thy ways. Now make us a king to judge us. How? To be like who? All the inferior families. Make us inferior, Lord. Make us like all the other people you delivered us from. Make us like uh, uh, the people who persecuted us, who don't know your name, who haven't received the blessings that you've bestowed upon us. Make us one of them. They wanted to leave the family. Verse 6 says, But the thing displeased Samuel when they said, Give us a king to judge us. And Samuel prayed unto the Lord. And the Lord said unto Samuel, Hearken unto the voice of the people in all that they say unto thee. For they have not rejected thee, but they have rejected me, that I should not reign over them. I could, he said, they, they don't want me as their father. See, when we're young, we think our fathers are too strict. When we get old, we thank them for it. When our fathers seem to be real pressing us all the time, when we get old, we say thank you. Because we didn't turn out the way your friends turned out. I remember we were given a eulogy at my father's funeral. We were going over our lives, and, and, and you know everybody thought that our father was very, very hard and very rough. But I remember that none of his children went to rehab. None of his children went to jail. And these were, these were the, the, the people my age. All the people I knew and grew up with did. They were in rehab for four or five times, strung out on something, got, got baby mama drama everywhere. They got, they, you know, they, 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 they uh, 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 been to jail, down in the court system. And these weren't poor people. These weren't, you know, uh, uh, as you would call ghetto people. These were affluent people. But they had no rules in their house. See, God, Israel didn't want any more rules. And we know what happened to them, don't we? 
Verse 8 said, according to all their works which they have done since the day that I brought them up out of Egypt, even unto this day, wherewith they have forsaken me and served other gods, so do they also unto thee. Poor Samuel, he tried. But they decided they wanted another father. See, the reason they did this, Israel had intermingled with those who belonged to other gods, those who operate by other rules. They had intermingled. That's what God says, stay away from them. Don't you, have a, don't you have cousins that have not been a great influence on you? And you love to go to their house. Well, I'm going to go to so-and-so's house. And your mother say, no, nah, we're not going over there. And then, and then when they get to come to your house, you get in the mold mess. Y'all, you do things that you normally don't do because your cousin is doing them. And you figure that mama's not going to be mad at you because, you know, I'm just doing what, that never worked for us. If somebody came to our house, it was our responsibility to make sure they follow the rules. If they break something, that's on you. See, there's always pieces of the family who always want to go astray. And somehow those are the people we want to hang out with. But if you look back and see their lives now, it's pretty bad, isn't it? I mean, it really is. They're, they're either dead, unhappy, in prison, uh, in situations they can't get out of. So every time that you're alive today and your mother and father are still alive, you should call them and say thank you because they did something to keep you out of all of that. If you have cousins that are suffering from alcoholism and you're not, call your parents. Tell them thank you. Because why? Somebody did something right over you and I'll guarantee there was somebody in your family connecting them to the father. Somebody in your family was in part of the royal family. And they would pray for you when you didn't even know you need prayer. These are the benefits of being part of the royal family. He said, the third or fourth generation of them that love me, I will bless them. That's part of the royal family. But Israel, again, lost their mind. They, wanted, they had been over the neighbor's house too much. They mistakenly thought that the way of the other families were easy and would give them the freedom that they wanted. They, they thought it would give them the desires of their wicked heart. Sound familiar? We sold our birthright to enjoy sin for a season. We got to stop selling that birthright. Christ bought it back for us, didn't he? And all this foolishness we're doing, embarrassing the family. One thing about our God, he says always, come on home. Hmm. One thing should be understood is this. God never abandons his plans. Family is still the order of heaven and earth. Just because the children lost their mind doesn't mean that the order is going to change. Y'all know that? The mission of Christ was to buy back the birthright. And he did. So, so that we can once again be included in this royal family. See, once we, we start 
looking at how things really are structured in heaven and in earth, you'll realize more and more what Christ really was doing on this earth. Most of the folks don't have a clue what he was doing. All we know is what the Sunday school book, the Sabbath school book told us. Christ died for our sins so we can be forgiven, we redeemed. All those things are true. But don't you want to know what really was going on? He came back to put you back in the family. Because Adam was a son of God, he wants you to be the son and daughter of God. Go to 1 John. I mean, John, John chapter 1. John chapter 1. See, all these scriptures, when you understand what happens, they start to mean something different. You'll stop just reading over them, trying to get to the next chapter, so you can say, everybody, I read the whole Bible. I got them right. I read four chapters today. What did it say? I'd rather read one verse and stay with it an hour. And he just keeps peeling the onion layers. Keeps, he said, here's another thing. There's another thing that says, oh, man. And you're on the floor like, ah, praise the Lord. Because John chapter 1 and verse 12, but as many as receive him, who is him? Christ. To them gave he power to do what? To become sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. So what was Christ doing? He came to give us power to go back to the royal family. We had been enslaved those many years. But Christ came to say, I'm breaking that power off of you. See, what I want from you is what I wanted for Adam. My plan never changed. Adam was my son. I want you my son. I want to tell the rest of these gods and these other people that these are my sons. I want to tell Pharaoh once again, this is my firstborn. Don't you feel a little excited about being invited? Israel was always his firstborn. Amen? Israel was always his biggest headache, but he never gave up on Israel. I know some churches teach that. He never gave up on Israel. He said, I, I, no, I didn't. I'm just inviting the rest of these nations that were separated at the Tower of Babel back into the family. Oh, if you would just study Acts 2. You, no, don't get into that. Okay. You'll find out what Christ was doing. And he was still using Israel to do it. And today he's still using Israel to do it. Now you better make sure you know who Israel is. Because you'll get confused watching the news. <laughs> now look. Christ reminded us who we were. And he gave us the power to be who we were, who we are supposed to be. See, uh, uh, we, are com we are gathered together in a family with the sons of God above. We are supposed to be the sons of God beneath on earth. We're all one big happy family. Go to Matthew 6. You don't believe that. Come on. Christ reminded us who we were and what we were in heaven. Matthew chapter 6. See, Christ was a, his life here, his death, his resurrection was vital to the plan of God, the original plan. I, he said, I need y'all back home. And he get us back home. Now, 
anyone who believes in who? Christ can come back home. Amen? Even though you were a stranger, you were a pilgrim in this land, if you believe in Christ, you can get to be part of the royal family. He paved the way. That's where we all can stand up. Well, I can stand up and say, I am a son of the living God. Some of y'all can't say that because you're scared. Somebody's going to say something to you. Say something to me. <laughs> you can get these hands. No. No. <laughs> we are what he made us. Christ didn't die so you to be a slave. He didn't die so you couldn't come back home. You could, he just left you in the field then. But he came to bring you back home. We're all like that, 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 that son who got his inheritance. You know, he had been looking at the neighbors. You know, and he'd been counting his, 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 his money. He said, because the father was faithful, he had an inheritance. And so when his time came, He'd been looking at the, the other families. He'd been, he'd been, he was looking next door. He was looking at all the people that he was envying. And he said, well, I'm getting out of here. It's this too straight in here. Father, give me what comes to me, my inheritance. They probably had a meeting, right? They said, you know, when you get to be 18, you know, this is how you do it. And the father said, here, here's how you do it, and this is how you do it. That make sense? Okay, here's this, but this is kind of how you do it, you know, to make sure your money stays straight and all. No, the son said, I give me mine, I'm out. Like Israel. Israel receives all those blessings, all those miracles. Give me mine, I'm out. But the young man did what? He, 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 got, his, he got it, he went out knowing, hey, I got, I'm, I'm my own man. Sound familiar, anybody? I can do my own thing. I don't need this family. I'm tired of family. If I, if I don't, you know, they always telling me what to do. I want to do it the way I want to do it. And the father said, all right, here you go. But the father was part of the royal family. So he didn't worry that much. The boy went out and did what? Spent all his money on wine, women, and song. He had more friends. You know how it is. When you, when you got money, everybody's your friend. Oh, yeah, man. You going to the club tonight? I'm going with you. <laughs> then the money dried up, didn't it? It was so bad that the bruh was keeping swine. Now, swine is not allowed in the royal family. He was starting to envy the swine. He said, man, I can eat what the swine eat. I'll be all right. Times are getting bad. Why? Because he chose another way. But with something that was put in him by the father, son, you can come home. And a way was given. And so it sparked. So he said, man, my servants, my, the servants in my father's house eat better than this. He already knew he was a son. He wasn't a servant. But he was willing to give up his sonship just to come back home. And so when he, he, he was walking down the road and his dad would have been looking every day for it. Because, of course, fathers know what's going to happen to you. They already know that. I don't know why sons think fathers don't know nothing. You look at, yeah, that's going to happen, that's going to happen, that's going to happen. So he was saying, Lord, bring him back home. Bring him back home. And so when he, when he, 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 he was coming over the, over the hill, the father saw him. What did the father do? Ran to him. See, that's, what, that's how royal families act. He didn't have to 
Why would he spend an hour yelling at him about what he did? The world had beat him up quite a bit. The lesson was learned. There's no reason to have that discussion. He ran to his son and hugged him. That's what God is doing with us. He sees us coming toward him. He runs to us because that's what the Father does. He wants to make sure he gets to you before you decide you're going to be part of another family again. Matthew 6. God said, I mean, Jesus said here, Matthew 6, verse 9, After this manner, therefore pray ye, our Father. Think about that. He could have said anything. He could have said, pray this. Oh, high, great, omnipotent one. And all that is true, isn't it? But he said, I want you to pray this way, because I want you to remind you of why I'm here and what you are. I'm here to bring you home. I want you to know this. You have forgotten who you belong to. So I want you to, first thing when you pray, I want you to call on the God that you want to serve. Call him this, our Father, which art in heaven. Yes, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Then he makes this statement, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. The family in heaven operates in family, and he wants that to be what happens in us on earth. Thy will be done, Lord. As it is in heaven, let it be in earth. Let it be in us. Let us be an example to the whole world that hallowed be thy name. See, it was the mission of heaven to put us back in our original position. Do you believe that? To bring us back into the order of the family. What a privilege. He did all of this so we could be called sons and daughters of God. Have we taken him up on it? Go to 2 Corinthians. Have no idea what time it is. Y'all all right? Family? <laughs> I do have a watch today. Hey, okay. 2 Corinthians 6. He wanted to tell us something. He makes this point about us about the family. There's another family out there, isn't it? He said, I want you to understand something about this family that I want you to be in, that I sent my son to die so you could be rejoined in, so we could, he could make up for what Adam messed up. This was supposed to be a never-ending family, but Adam decided to follow another family. But now we got a chance now. For Second Corinthians verse 6 says, in verse 14, I'm sorry, 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 14. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. What do, they, what do they not believe in? The father. They got another, they got another father. They got another family. He said, I don't want you hooking up with them. Because mostly Israel, you're weak. And you always go after what's in front of you. When are you going to be strong enough to influence somebody? I tell people all the time, if you're not strong enough, don't go there. Because you're going to get, you're going to get absorbed. 
We are the people who always get absorbed in a wicked environment instead of changing that environment. We should walk in and change the room. Everything about us should be that, only because there's a God that changes rooms. Amen? But he said, don't be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? What uh, communion hath light with darkness? And what concord hath Christ with Belial? What in the world do Christ and the devil don't sit at the same table? You are the family. Why are you at his table? You can't eat anything on his table. Y'all don't see that, do you? Okay, let's, let's, let's move that a little bit to the health. You can't eat at the king's table. There's nothing there for you. Royal, you know that the royal family has a diet? I know, y'all mad now. Dog, won't you leave my ding-dongs alone? <laughs> Daniel understood the royal family has a diet. There was another royal family trying to get him to eat their food, right? It was the king of the, of the nation. Said, this is what we eat. And that's why nobody was smart. That's why Daniel and the boys stood out. They didn't have pork chops floating in their system. They weren't drinking on, on dairy milkshakes. They didn't get up in the morning and had a piece of cake for breakfast. They didn't, at lunch, I'm going to drink me a Mountain Dew. They had a royal diet. Just like God has a royal diet for every part of our lives. He said, that's why you can't, what, what Christ, what, what am I going to do? You starve to death. People would think you were crazy. You sitting at, I won't call any, any, any names, uh, let's make up a name. You're sitting at Joe's Rib Shack. And food everywhere. You know, they got the chopped shoulder. They got the ribs. They got a hamburger. You know, they, they, they got slaw. You, know, you think you can get the slaw, right? They got french fries. They got all this. And you sitting there, I can't eat a thing in here. Why? Royal family's a little different. And you got to be all right with that. And don't get all uppity when you start doing this. Oh, I, I don't go to McDonald's. I'm, uh, hey, man, you just following the royal family. If you end up at McDonald's, pray that there's some across the street. <laughs> Let's keep reading. Verse 16 said, And what agreement have the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them. And I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Isn't that a beautiful statement? He said, Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and, and will be what? There we go. This theme, this family theme is always in this word. Every time he speaks, it's about family. He said, I will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my what? Sons and daughters, saith who? Family. One father, one family. This is what God wants us to know today. You are known by the company you keep, y'all, and by the way you behave. 
there's another family out there. Let's go to John 8, just in case you forgot. There's two families. John 8. Because he was having a discussion with people who said they, they, they were in his family. It's people who said, I, Abraham was my father. He said, you're not part of the family. You don't understand the weight of the family. Because you're not only known by the company you keep, you're also known by what you do. Even a child is known by his fruits. Amen? But let's go to John 8 and verse 42. John chapter 8 and verse 42. Jesus said unto them, If God were your father, ye would love me. For I proceeded forth and came from God. Neither came I of myself, but he sent me. Why do you not understand my speech? Even because you cannot hear my word. See, there's a royal language. There's a royal understanding. And he was talking to people who didn't have that understanding. And then he, he, he broke it down even further. Ye of your father the devil. I don't know if you can get more plain than that. And the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of him, his own. For he is a liar and the father of it. What does Satan do? What he always does. He imitates. He imitates. Everything he knows, he learned at the throne. Oh, he got, God, got, God got a family, I got to have me one too. And he operates similar. He got rules too, doesn't he? His main rules is, don't you call on Jesus. You can get on television and say, God, all day long. I want to thank God for my rap video of the year. I want to thank God for we winning the Oscars. I thank God for, 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 for blessing me to, to pummel my opponent. Uh, but don't talk about the Son of the Most High. As soon as you mention him, you got a problem with that family. Because that name, every family is going to bow. And you are in the family. He is your brother. Isn't that what the book says? I will not be ashamed to call you brother. <laughs> okay. John 1, 1 John, 1 John. See, truth is the way of the family of God. If we are to be the royal family, we must know that his way is different from the devil's way. We must know it's different from the other families. And we've got to be okay with that. Your family operates different from other families here on earth, right? It used to be that I could tell who your father was. I could tell what you would do based on what your father was. Oh, that's Mr. Johnson's boy. He all right. Oh, that's Mr. Smith's. No, I don't, don't bother him. And that's why, that's why you used to bring, uh, the, the men used to bring certain ladies home. You didn't bring everybody home. Everybody you dated, you didn't bring home. Well, I won't say dated. Everybody you went out with. But all the ones you were serious about, it was tradition because that's how the family is run. You bring them home to let the parents look at them. 
because the parents weren't in love with them. The parents could see, hmm, anybody ever do that? Brought somebody home and your, your mama looked over her glasses, hmm. And you know how we were. Oh, mama just old. She don't want me to be happy. Mama was trying to make you happy. Mama was trying to say, you know, that one ain't, mm -mm. that ain't for you. And not because the girl was so awful, it was because she knew you. And you weren't, mm, you can't handle that one. But oh, how many people did not bring their people home? What happened? Y'all been struggling. Because family operates in a certain way. I remember when my, my father first met my wife. She was my girlfriend. I was like, oh, Lord. Because dad would find what was wrong with you in the first 10 seconds. He could look and look through your past. Like, man, how you know that? You just met her. But he gave a compliment, which I never heard from my father. He said, mm. That's all he said. <laughs> I was so happy, I didn't know what to do. Because that meant thumbs up. So much so, when I, when I, went, to, I went to my father to let, me, let him know I was going to ask Sherry to marry me. I didn't even get it out of my mouth. He was, at, he was eating lunch with somebody at the restaurant. I said, Dad, I got to talk to you. He said, when's the day? Because he knew his son, and he knew her. He didn't ask, oh, you're going to marry her, huh? No. He said, when's the day? That's what family is. You can be mad all the time you want to, but if you go by the royal family way, things just work out. Amen? First John 5. First John chapter 1, I'm sorry. You're going to be a little different, and we've got to be different, y'all. This is, a, this is a day that we got to be different because the whole world is lining up together to be whatever they're going to be. This thing, this pandemic, has caused people to, to not know what to do. But if we get in the role of a family, we might be able to help some people. 1 John 1, verse 5. This, then, is the message which we have heard of him, and declare unto you that God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from sin. What is family, y'all? The family in heaven begins with the Father. All right? There's no difference on earth. The family begins with the father. It's critical that the men of Israel be true and just and righteous. Why? Because the family starts there. Amen? If this is not the case, the whole thing falls apart. Why do you think Satan came at the family like he came? Break the family. Make sure there's no father. If the father is not present, there's going to be a problem. 
if the father is present and not part of the royal family, there's going to be a problem. Y'all got a minute? Oh, like you're going to say no. Huh? Titus chapter 2. This is the family. Quickly, quickly. This is the family. Y'all got spoiled. I've been, we've been doing about 45 minutes the last six weeks. Y'all a little spoiled, I understand. I'm trying to get y'all back into this. But what is family? Who, the, what is a father? What is the head of the house? What is a true man of Israel? And, 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 and it's Titus chapter 2 and verse 1. He says, But speak thou these things which becometh sound doctrine, that the aged men be sober, grave, temperate, sound in faith, in charity, and in what? Patience. This is the characteristic of the fathers in Israel. We get that? So if we're going to be part of the royal family, this is going to be our testimony. Amen? Our role is to teach by precept and example the way of the royal family. Isaiah 38, verse 19. Another role that we must play. Because we're just being like God. Remember he said, be in the image of me? He said, we're being like him. If he's this type of father, we should be this type of father. Amen? And in Isaiah 38, chapter the 19th verse, he says, The living, the living, he shall praise thee as I do this day. The father to the children shall make known the truth. Amen? The father's role is to teach in Israel. We must follow the head, we must follow the lead of our heavenly father in order for the family to work. In order for the family to be successful, we have to be that type. Our example is the father. Go, stay in Titus. Go back to Titus, I'm sorry. Titus chapter 2. The mothers in Israel must be of a certain character. Oh, this, this is not going to work. Don't marry somebody who can't do this. Being a mother in Israel requires discipline. Doesn't it? Being a woman in Israel requires a certain discipline. You can't be what the other nations are. You shouldn't want to be what the other nations are. You should look different, shouldn't you? We should not be trying to advertise if we're not selling. We understand? That's what other people do. That's what the other families do. We don't have to do that. There's something about a royal woman. We read about that, don't we? In Proverbs 31 and 30, we read about a royal woman. They're they just different. When you walk in, you should be different. When you walk into the department stores, you are different. Not arrogant, not with your nose in the air. It's because you're royal and you're different. And one thing about a royal person is they're kind, they're patient, and they're loving. Some people think, see, slaves who think they're royalty don't know how to be royalty, so they're just slaves in royal garments. You know, they have the attitude, I'm somebody. No, you're not. Royalty never has to remind themselves. Royalty never has to remind you who they are. People just say, oh, something different about that. Women, Titus chapter 2, verse 3. The aged women likewise, that they be in behavior as becometh what? Holiness. Not false accusers, 
not given to much wine, teachers of good things, that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not what? Blasphemed. That's a pretty big role for the aged women and also the younger women. Younger women need to thank God if you got an older woman in the Lord. Some people got club going to grandmamas. Yes, they are still looking. When I can't find, you can't be 45 in the club. You can't be doing certain things. Royal family members don't do those things. Why is there anybody in the royal family in the club in the first place? What are you looking for? Belial? Because that's all is there. Young men, verse 6, likewise exhort to be sober-minded. In all things showing thyself a pattern of good works and doctrine showing uncorruptness, gravity and sincerity, sound speech that cannot be condemned, that he that is of a contrary part of somebody in the other family may be ashamed, having no evil thing to say of you. Brothers and sisters, we belong to the family of God. And he asks us to walk as family members. And the way that is, the end result of that is to glorify him in all that we do. One father, one family. It's always been family. God operates in families. He came to save his family. He came to get us back in the family. And guess who's going to heaven? The family. Only the family members of God are going to make it. Do you want to be part of this family? Well, he said just accept Christ. When, I say, when he says accept Christ, it's not just saying Christ exists. You know, those assets, character assets that he gives us, they call judgments and statutes and laws. He said, this is how you walk. Has anybody tried any of those? Has it worked? Why not keep doing it? Don't get talked out of holiness. Don't get talked out of being royal. If a guy comes up to you, say, in the book of Proverbs, it says, hey, let's go do something. Let's put all our money in one bag. Let's, let's go, you know, let's go spill innocent blood. Let's, let's, let's go do this. Let's go, let's go get butted up. Let's go, you know, all that kind of. Hey, hey, oh. No thanks, man. I'm good. I'm good. Somebody comes to you, you don't have to have a whole long Bible study. Oh, my God. I'm good. And be kind about it. Because you want the power of God in you speaking. When they come at you, say no. He said, don't worry about it. Just be with the royal. You have to start valuing God. That's, thank you. That's the issue. We don't value him. We don't value his way. We don't value membership in the family. You had a membership card that lets you into any, uh, I don't know what's good now. Um, okay, y'all like to eat? If you had a card, that allowed you to get free food anywhere. Wouldn't you know where that card was at all times? You wouldn't leave that car in the car. 
under the seat. You had that card with you all the time. Well, you got a membership card into the family of God. Use it. Don't lose it. And stop thinking it's not worth anything. Because if you ever get out of the family, you're going to realize how wonderful the family truly is. Young brothers and young sisters, I want you to remember that also about the, this family. It's different. It's all right, though. You all have learned more about God than you ever knew. And not because anybody in there worth anything. His God says, I need you to come here and learn this. And he started to speak. So protect the family also. Stop letting people ridicule the family. Used to be you talked about my mama, we fight. Now, well, yeah, you're right. <laughs> she is kind of funny, ain't she? Protect the family. We got that? <laughs> and stop fighting amongst yourselves. All right? Come on, this is family. I know sometimes we get in the backyard and have to go for it, but when we come out, we ought to be all right. Amen? Thank God for family. Let's pray.